know you may be this fantastic agent, but at the end of the day, you're in their house, you're meeting them, you're talking to them. Um, you might be in their bathroom. You're gonna be walking through with your shoes on. You're in their kitchen. You see their, you know, you see this, you know, the inner workings of their home. So you are, so what we're trying to do is we try to make it so that this agent is just a nice agent that does a thing. She's good at it. This is her credentials. We're telling you that sequentially month after month so you can start to build that relationship. And then so eventually right. that person will say, oh, I've got a person, Amy, she's my agent. Her last name, I don't remember, but her first name, Amy, the agent, right? And that's the way I like right. to think of it. So, you know what I mean? So I've got Doug, the auto guy. I've got Zach, the marketing guy. Andy's the print guy. Right. So be, you know, Agent Amy, because I think at the end of the day, that's what right. resonates with people. And, and just, you know, capitalizing on that statement, that's a true story. So Agent Amy. And Andy, a lot of agents get this after 20 years in the business because they get it through word of mouth and they've built it in the community because they're going to Rotary Club, because they're going and helping out at this charity, because they're doing this, they're doing that, they're, they're meeting you know, for these luncheons. And Okay, so it takes them 20 years to do that, but how do you do that systematically, quickly, you know, within right. three, six, nine, 12 months, um, how do you build that sort of a relationship and get that sort of um, that sort of feeling from people? Um, and do you have to send out a thousand pieces of mail in order to get that feeling from people, or can you, you know, drive by a house, know that that house is one that you want to sell to somebody, um, and and then from there, how can you get that feeling with the people who own that house? Just the people who own that house, not necessarily the 300 people in that neighborhood. Um, or maybe you want to do it with that many people, but the, the, that's the being able to, to target and being able to build that relationship with the people you need to, when you need to do it, rather than 20 years down the road when you've established all this credibility and they know that you're just a great guy, you know? Your marketing message has to be dialed in, but the other thing that always comes into play with whether or not somebody is ready to sell is timing, right? Just where are they in, in life? Where are they in in their mindset, how motivated are they right now? And there's nothing that you could really do to change that. It's just, it's just time plays out with that, right? So you send out multiple pieces in order to make sure that you're hitting them at different times in their life where they may notice or they may be more motivated. And so that's why we have to do that multi-touch. And so we're talking at least minimum three pieces. You are listening to the Real Estate Growth Hackers Show. Real Estate Growth Hackers Show. I am Zach Hammer with me today. I have Andy and Glenn with Print Genie. I'm excited to have these guys. We're going to bring them on. We're talking about something really cool. We're talking about how to find listings uh, in this crazy seller's market right now, low inventory, uh, low supply. I think most places across the country are dealing with this. Uh, so these guys, uh, I'll give a quick backstory for them, and then I'll, I'll let them take over it and give you a little bit more of a detailed uh, backstory as well. But these guys have have actually been uh, in the in the, in the print business, working largely with investors for a lot of what they do. And as a result, there's strategies that investors are aware of right now uh, that that have been working for years that a lot of traditional real estate agents don't use. And yet, right now in this in this low inventory market, those strategies apply greatly to be able to find inventory, find listings where. Maybe you're having some difficulty. So I'm excited to talk about that. Andy and Glenn, glad to have you on. Why don't you go ahead and, and uh, introduce yourselves uh, and then maybe tell us just a, a, a quick bit about what Print Genie is. 
Oh, good. Well, thanks for that introduction. That was uh, spot on. I appreciate the time with you today and to share with your listeners. So yeah, I am Andy Detweiler. Um, I've been in this space for uh, 22 years and we have been catering to the investor world for the most part. Um, Glenn, my counterpart here has been catering to the agents for the last 20 years as well. So combined, we've got a good 40 years and a billion pieces of mail between the two of us. We've learned a lot in that time and we've translated all that we've learned um, both from direct response marketing and what I've learned with investors and what Glenn's learned with agents, we've applied that to something we call print genie, right? So it's the magical way to get and find those off-market deals and to communicate to those people that maybe are on market, but maybe would wanna work with an agent. Right, so uh, that's what we do inside of Print Genie, and we'll go over that today as we, you know, we share and tell. Uh, but anyway, Glenn, why don't you uh, introduce yourself as well? Thank you, Zach. Thank you so much for for having us both here. Um, yeah, like Andy was saying, um, I've been working with agents for oh, close to 27 years now, um, sitting across the table with them, asking them, so um, how can I help you with your marketing goals? Um, and um, during that time, I've, I've learned a lot uh, with agents, with their teams, with agents uh, who work solo. And um, when I came across Andy and Print Genie, um, it was, uh, wow, to say it was a gift is an understatement. Um, what you're about to see is just amazing. So I'm excited to be here as well and exciting to, excited to be working with Print Genie. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So. So, I mean, the main, the main thing that I want everybody listening or watching to know, I mean, these guys are coming into this with a, with a ton of experience. What we're going to be talking about today uh, is going to be a strategy that you can get right into action with, uh, start, you know, getting out there, uh, using print and direct mail as a way of finding motivated sellers who are ready to sell, ready to, uh, you know, jump on board and honestly leverage something that you probably already have a lot of. So we're going to dive into that uh, to start off. I think right now, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the state of the market. So I'll go ahead and, and, and take this for a second. But uh, for anybody who, who isn't aware or who isn't seeing this, what, what we're seeing across the country right now is incredibly, uh, in, incredibly low inventory sellers market. So uh, one of the markets that I track very closely because I have a, a, you know, a client that I work with closely is the Las Vegas market. And they're actually sitting at about a two-week supply of inventory. So uh, if, you're not, if you're not familiar with what that metric is, uh, basically the idea is you, you take a look at the total number of solds that have happened in the last 30 days. You take a look at the total inventory. You divide the inventory by the total number of solds. And that's going to give you a metric called month's supply. Uh, anything below a six-month supply is going to be approximately a seller's market. Anything above a six-month supply uh, is going to be considered a buyer's market generally. Uh, and, and so when we're sitting at, at, at an inventory counts and, and you know, sold rates that are below a month's supply of inventory, it's... Like it's it's great for the sellers, right? When somebody does sell, they're gonna they're gonna get a lot of money for their property. They're gonna get multiple offers. It's it's fairly simple to sell, uh, and there's a lot of buyers, right? There's a lot of people looking for homes, right? And, and so there's a lot of, of of great opportunity there. But the hard part is finding the sellers who want to sell, finding those people because the inventory is so low, right? Uh, and, and there's this problem that people end up running into, where you might find somebody who wants to sell, but because there's low in inventory, they're hesitant to sell because they're not sure if they're going to be able to buy their next property, right? So there's, there's, a, there's a, a big difficulty right now in terms of finding, 
finding sellers who are who are ready to sell, who want to sell, connecting with them. Uh, and so right now in the industry, it's just it's becoming incredibly important to have some extra tools in your tool belt, uh, have some extra strategies to be able to say, how can we find sellers? Uh, where maybe we haven't been looking before. And that's why I brought these guys on. I wanted uh, I wanted to make sure that you guys have those tools uh, in order to be able to uh, uh, find those sellers, right? And so this is a strategy that, that a lot of investors are using. Generally, uh, when investors are using this strategy, they're looking for uh, you know uh, people who are going to be selling below market. Is that correct? Like, like, it's very often when you say motivated seller, most of the time we're looking at uh, you know, like, like wholesale kind of listings often selling be below market value normally. Correct. Yeah. That would be notorious for what an investor generally does. Correct. Right. 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 And so what's cool though, is that the strategy, the strategies that we're going to talk about, they, they work even if you're, even if you're not specifically looking to find somebody who's going to sell below market. And as a real estate agent, you're often, uh, happily and readily able to help people sell at market value at or above, right? And that's what's going on in the market currently. And so everything that actually works to find those people who are really motivated to sell uh, at a steep discounts, well, shoot, they're just as happy to sell for as much money as they can in many circumstances. So, uh, so the strategies work the same way. So, uh, so let's go ahead and, uh, and, and dive into what that strategy looks like and, and what we're actually talking about. So, uh, you know, you, you, uh, you guys, we, we, we did a call before this, we talked a little bit through about what we're going to be talking about today. And so I know the, the strategy that we're talking about, we're talking about uh, the fact that we can leverage buyers in order to find motivated sellers. Do you guys want to touch a little bit more on, on kind of the, 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 the offer itself, what we're, what we're bringing to bear with the, uh, with the marketing piece that we're going to be sending out. Okay. And I can, I can speak for, uh, I, I'll speak for myself and then Glenn, you know, can uh, jump in as well at any time. <clears throat> we know that they're looking for, uh, they have buyers. We know they're looking for sellers and we know that, or at least from my perspective, we know investors are, they lift under, um, or they look under every rock possible, you know? So the idea behind what I think is successful in the investment in the investor world is they really spend a lot of effort looking for those, you know, those properties that are off market, you know, and they have a lot of tools that they use to discover those off market properties because that's what they do. That's what they've been doing. Um, right. And they're, you know, in some cases you would think competing against an agent, but as soon as you start to realize that the two can work together very nicely, um, then there's going to be a good synergy. But the fact is these investors look under rocks to find these off market deals that are under, you know, that they can get for a deal and then perhaps wholesale. But anyway, so, right. so take away all that idea and then look at it from the perspective of what they're really good at. They're really good at communicating, um, driving home the point, being authentic and real. Oftentimes, I feel that an agent will do their marketing with a bit of a gloss um, overlay of I will make your dreams come true, whereas an investor just right. comes in. It's like a billboard. They say the statement. You can read it really fast as you're dr driving by, but it's pretty much I'll give you cash. I'll close on the, you know, on the you know, date of your choice. We'll get in. We'll get out. You don't have to do anything about it. So I'm not suggesting that agents do that. I'm suggesting agents even have more power to them to be able to go to these off-market deals using the tools we have and then approach them in the, I've got lots of ways to, you know, to help and assist you. You can earn what right. you think you want to earn and more. I have the tools to do that. I'm backed by a brokerage. I am an agent. 
But now what they're doing is they're capitalizing on their abilities to understand the real estate market a lot better than most investors that jump right in. Um, they have this right. backbone of knowledge and education and the brokerage that they work for or behind. Um, but now capitalizing on these, you know, under the rock, you know, kind of behind, you know, tools, they can capitalize on that. And if they do that well with an authentic voice and communicate the right. way that they are, look, I'm, I'm this person, I'm an agent, I can assist, I have lots of buyers for you. Um, but if they use the tools to find them, instead of just, you know, hitting people once in a while through referrals, um, they're more likely to find um, those people that have an interest in selling the property. But using those tools that investors have been doing, you know, notoriously for the last, you know, couple, couple of decades. So that's right. From so, so, yeah. Can I jump in really quick? Um, just to kind Go of ahead, summarize uh, yeah. what I think. So um, investors are used to practicing guerrilla marketing um, and they're used right. to practicing guerrilla marketing and they're, they're in an unconventional space. Agents are in more of a conventional space, but we can help them practice the same guerrilla marketing tactics and get the same results even in their conventional space. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, Glenn, that was, that's, so, you, you nailed it. Perfect. And so one, one of the things that makes these strategies work so effectively, I mean, I actually, I literally, uh, you know, I was telling Andy uh, just a second ago, I just got back actually from a, uh, from a workshop that I went to. Part of that workshop was about uh, investing strategies. And, and so it was, you know, talking about what's working in terms of finding investment properties, motivated sellers, et cetera, from the investing perspective. Uh, and one of the numbers that they threw out pretty consistently uh, was that in general, in, in, in any given market, whether you're looking at a buyer's market or a seller's market, at any point, there are, there are motivated sellers. Uh, and, and that's going to be about, you know, uh, maybe up to like 3% of the sales are going to be these people who uh, they're not looking to necessarily get the absolute most for their money. What they're looking for is they're looking for convenience. They need to get out of the property quick. They need to, uh, they don't want to deal with the hassle, et cetera, right? And, and what's, What's powerful about that number, though, is that means that about 97% of people are looking for exactly what most real estate agents provide, which is how can, how can we get you the most money for your property in the least amount of time with the fewest hassles possible, but with more of an emphasis on maximizing your return, right? And so by doing a lot of the same kinds of marketing, we're still going to find the people who are looking to sell, but we actually have better numbers. Uh, because more people are looking for what, what a real estate agent offers rather than uh, what the traditional investor offers. Now, there's always numbers to make the, in, the, in, the investor strategies work, but, uh, but, but really the numbers are in, the fa in, in favor of the average real estate agent for, for leveraging these strategies. Uh, and so that's really, that's really cool and that's really powerful. So uh, right now, given that the market is, is in the state that it is, there is, there is a lot of buyers, there are not a lot of sellers, there's not a lot of inventory, which means you listening to this likely have a, a, you know, a number of buyers that you're working with. You, you, or if you don't, uh, that's what I would go out and do. I would go out and find some buyers uh, because you, you can leverage that and that's what we're gonna do. So you likely have buyers. And the problem that you're having right now is that you're having trouble connecting those buyers to a property that fits for them. And we're going to leverage that exact offer because it's it, it's really powerful to be able to say, not just hey I have I have uh, 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 buyers in general, but rather like I have a pro I have a buyer for your property. I have I have somebody who wants to move into your neighborhood. Uh, if you if you knocked on the door 
and went and said, hey, like, here's here's uh, uh, Mary and Joe. Uh, they have cash in hand. They would like to buy your property, <laughs> right? Uh, would you be interested, right? Like the chances of them being able to at least entertain the idea because they could see and, and, and experience that it's real uh, stands out. Right. Uh, and so we're going to leverage that reality. We're going to leverage it and say, not just, hey, are you thinking of selling? But very specifically, I want to buy your property. Right. We, we have people that want to buy your home. Uh, and so we're going to leverage that as our offer. We're going to put together uh, our, our, our direct mail strategy in order to uh, lean in on that offer of I have buyers. And that's why it works, uh, why the concept works so well is because it's specific and it sort of removes a lot of the uh, a lot of the guesswork. There's not just hey, what happens if I sell? But very specifically, like we have the people that want to buy your house, right? Yeah, Zach, I like to call this one-to-one um, -one relevancy. Um, and that's right. something that Print Genie excels at, which Andy is going to tell you about in just a second when he explains exactly what Print Genie does. But we have one-to-one -one relevancy because a lot of real estate agents, they send out um, to a thousand, a thousand um, recipients. And it's very hard to be one-to-one -one in a situation like that, where with Print Genie, you can send out to 50 or 25 or 10 or one. And if you're right. sending out to just, to just one person or just 10 people, um, you can have a message that says, I have a buyer right now for your house at 123 Main Street because you have four bedrooms and because you have the right yard and because you can you can right. get that detailed of a message, which is one to one relevancy, which is something that many agents miss out on. And when you can get that detailed with your relevancy, that's when you're peaking interest at its peak. You're peaking interest right. where um, a lot of times people are just going to pass by stuff. They're going to put something in the trash. But when you're able to speak to somebody at that level, then you're speaking to them. You're not speaking to um a bunch of people and they happen to be one of them okay right go ahead andy i'm sorry yeah. well <laughs> and, you and one of the things that's great well one of the things one of the things i was going to say about that too is i i think at, at a baseline level i think the average real estate agent is going to listen to that and they're going to and they're going to think well okay well that's cool so so if i'm specific then i could get great results but here, here's what they're going to find at the next step right if, if, uh, if they go out and they say, try to do it manually, right? Like, Hey, like I could write a letter. I could be really specific in writing my letter. I could send that out to an individual person. I could be really specific. The problem that they run into is that that's not scalable, right? Like that's really hard to go out, exactly. write a bunch of letters, exactly. mail, mail out all those letters, make sure the pictures are in there so that it shows that person's property make sure that the address is different in each and every letter, handwriting them, hand addressing them, putting the stamp on them because we know that that gets the best open rate, all of these sorts of ideas, right? Uh, it, it's, it's doable in terms of like, you could do it. It's just hard. It's hard to do that manually. And, and what most agents I think are used to is, is kind of uh, more of the, more of the templated uh, styles of printing, right? So, uh, you know, talk, talk, to, talk to the agents listening um, just so that they understand kind of how this is able to be scalable. Uh, talk to them about the difference between, uh, I, I believe it's, it's digital printing, right? Versus uh, what, I guess offset printing is the, is the normal. Um, sure. Talk about that distance, that difference that people can understand how we're able to be scalable with this. 
Sure. So I'll, I'll give you the pretense behind why we built Print Genie, right? So long ago, some 20 years ago, we built this thing and we allowed a person to edit and send out a mailer to a bunch of people, right? And that's what we currently do today. And that's what people log right. in and do. Not Print Genie, but our other services and, you know, that we, we work with. And the typical strategy is that I want to farm an area. So they'll upload a list or buy a list and they'll send out like Glenn said, a thousand or 500 or 200. And so that's the general, you know, MO for an agent. I just listed a property. I should tell these people. I just sold the property. I should tell these people. I have buyers, you know, I have buyers for property. So tell everybody. So then you start to peel apart the onion of success and direct response marketing. And you start thinking about, well, what is, what is success? What's going to drive success? Now we as a company made it pretty easy. We can customize the letter and then send it out to those 500 people. But like what Glenn was saying, how do you get super hyper focused on one? So you can speak that one-to-one -one, you know, relationship so that it resonates with them. So that's the direct response marketing that we've all learned in the last, well, Glenn and I, and I'm sure you, in the last couple of decades. And so what we're doing is we're saying, look, instead of just sending that mass mailing out that generally has the same statement, such as I'll make your dreams come true, I have buyers, sell your house, I'm the best. What we're saying now is, wait a second, we know if you hit them several times, you're more likely to get a response because we know everybody's bombarded with things and we know time and circumstances change all things. So if you're an agent that wants to be top of mind to someone that may potentially sell their house, you have to be in front of them, not just one time, not twice, but at least three and four times before you're going to get some type of response. You know, in right. our numbers that we've done many years ago, but it's essentially the ex it go it's exponential. So the first touch might be shy of one percent, then you're moving into double, you know, two percent on the second touch, but then it goes to four, and then it gets to eight, and by the fifth and sixth touch, you're up to like almost sixty percent. So if you're an agent out farming an area, aren't you going to have better success if you can, you know, systematically and very easily send a you know a handful of direct mail pieces? without like what you were saying, having to remember, did I mail them? Is the address match this? Does the house match that? Okay, so with the ideas of what we've learned in direct response marketing, we know you have to hit them more than one time. I think we all agree that you have to do that. We've learned that you have to be a little bit authentic. So you're communicating as a person, not just a spammy, we'll make your dreams come true, but who are you as an agent? What do you look like? What's your voice, right? Use your voice. And right. so and then we say, well, um, how do you track and manage this kind of stuff? Um, and then how do you not have to send it to a thousand people? What can you do? So we've gone right. through those challenges that a typical agent has, because remember, we're, we're problem solvers. And for the last, Glenn, for 27 years and, and me for 20 years and, and agents for the first part of that 20 years, I worked with uh, uh, agents for the first six out of, I don't know, years. And what it is, is this, an agent says, what should I do? How often should I send it? What should it say? What should it look like? Um, I have, a, you know, I want to buy a list of 200 names. And so what we're trying to do in, in the world of Print Genius, we're saying, look, we, we, we're writing what it should say to speak a little bit of your voice so it looks authentic. We're making it look right. like it, um, it's authentic and sent to one person. Um, we're, we're changing it up slightly so that one time it might be a little bit more graphic and one time it might be handwritten. So we're trying to tap into that sensory motion of the person who's receiving this independent of knowing that person. So 
we are all uniquely different. And like my neighbor is uniquely different than I am and his response mechanisms are gonna be largely different than mine because I know right. I'm A, but it's like, we're just two different people. And so what we're doing is we're saying, how do you have a one-to-one -one relationship, um, send them out a sequential you know, drip campaign that looks a little right. different each time. So it might hit one person one time. It lands on you know their lap periodically because today something happened. They're not interested in the mail, but then a couple you know maybe three weeks later they get something else. Time has you know changed and now they're interested and now they're more likely to want to pick this up and read all about it. So you know um, our as a problem solver, we as a company wanted to eliminate all the questions that we've been gathering for 20 years and make a done for you system. So it's systematic, goes out over time. And like Glenn will attest to this, but the most cost effective you can possibly imagine. And I'll, I'll share with you just a for instance, right? So picture in your mind, you wanna communicate with a home that you think is a perfect home for your you know, maybe someone has got some money and they're ready to go. And you think, okay, I should send that guy something. So you maybe write a letter, you might write a postcard. And then if you can remember to right. send it again and send it again, right? So you're talking full first class postage to remember to do that to this one person, right? So you just add that up, the time, the cost of postage, send it, wait a month, send it again, wait a month, send it again. Imagine the complexities of that and imagine the cost. So we've removed all those barriers. So imagine if you could send that postcard, a letter and a handwritten envelope um, with a real stamp and maybe follow up with another postcard and in between there, send a text and an email. And all of that's about maybe $2.25 or something. And you hit that button and it goes out automatically. So that's the- Less than the cost of a cup of coffee. <laughs> It, it's, right. That's actually less than half the cost of a Starbucks cup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And shoot, dep depending on depending on what happens if the uh, with uh, with with continually printing more money, may, may it might be like a might be a fourth of the the cost of a uh, cup of Starbucks, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. I think we're going to see those go up. <laughs> so okay, cool. So let's 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 talk about some of the uh, some of the principles that we've that we've covered that so far. So uh, one of the key things that we're going to that we're going to have to do uh, to make sure that our direct that our direct mail strategy is going to work right we we want to have a, a powerful offer. And that's where we're leaning on I have buyers right and we're we, we have that basic offer of saying I have the thing that you as a seller need in order to sell I have I have buyers and I'm and I'm going to be specific. I'm going to be specific to you and your home, and that's our second uh, key principle here: is that we want we want to make sure that it that it comes across as authentic and individualized, right? So we want to make sure that that piece is as individualized as possible, and that it feels like you wrote it to them, right? And so, as much as possible, if we can make it look like you hand wrote the letter, like that's really powerful. If we can make it look like even if you send out a postcard, sometimes adding a little a, a little note, a little doodle, a little something that makes it look like like you put some manual effort into it makes a makes a massive difference. And now the 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 kind of the problem that we run into is that that's normally neither cost nor time effective, right? And so that's the other thing that we have to solve for is we have to solve for how do we do this in a way that's cost effective and time effective. Uh, and, and really that's a that's a big part of what 
you know, what Print Genie has figured out, right? Is how can we make this so that uh, whether you're looking to spend just a couple of bucks or you're looking to do a big scalable campaign, how can we scale both down and up with you? Uh, and so Print Genie has that, has that set up, has that figured out so that you could put out pieces that, uh, that, that both look individualized, look authentic, be individ yeah, individualized to the person, uh, have that stamp on it, uh, go out effectively, keep those print costs down and like just all of it, the same package, which is, which is part of so what, what's so powerful. So uh, moving on to another point though, you guys touched on, on this, on this concept. Uh, you, you talked, you talked about, uh, you know, I want to zero in on this point. Uh, you talked about why we need to have a sequential mailing and, and, and people may, may have missed this portion. Uh, but the key here is that we don't want to just send out one piece, right? Right, we gotta we gotta send out more than one piece in order to get the get the results. So you, you touched on this a little bit, but if you could just zero in on that part of of what specifically makes such a big difference about sending out more than one piece, why why does that let impact me let me start with this, Andy? Is yeah. that all right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is Glenn again. Um, managers, my experience is that managers always want their people to door knock, and and they always say you need right. to get out there, you need to canvas your area. You need to door knock. Why? Because that's that one-to-one -one personal touch, right? You meet somebody right. and you become their friend instead of just sending out. It's not like you're some business sending out paper in an area. You're actually meeting them and becoming their friend. So that's why every manager I've ever talked to wants their people to canvas, door knock, you know, hang, hang flyers on the door, knock on the door, talk to their people, et cetera. Um, it's very, very personal. The reason why it's so personal is because when you meet that person, you're developing a relationship. And that's what right. these campaigns do is they, they again, with that one-to-one -one relevancy, you're not just meeting people and papering an area. You're actually developing a relationship with them. You're actually talking to them about something that's important to them and starting a relationship. Right. And then if you're, if you're sending out a campaign of three or four postcards with a letter and then text, and then emails, you know, all of those things are building on that relationship where at the end of it, you're their best friend. If they're going to, if they're going to sell their home with anybody, they're going to do it with you because, because you've actually built that relationship with them. They feel like they know you, you know, they've seen all sorts of postcards that talk about different things that you've given information that's important to them. Um, and you've built that relationship. So, okay. Having set the stage with that, Andy, go ahead. <laughs> you can take over now. You know, I, sometimes I don't really have to add to what you say, Glenn, because that was you're, you're spot on. I think the key word, the takeaway is that authentic relationship bit. So imagine how busy we all are. And just I use um, right. I say I mentioned this in my ebook, but I my you know, everybody's so so busy and so distracted and add the phone to the whole. Right. So everybody's crazy busy with stuff. So then what happens is, you know, as you get your mail or as you're, you know, communicated to, you're too busy doing other things. You're concentrating on other things and you're not focusing on what's at hand. So we know that, right? So what we're trying to do is say, what is it you could possibly do to create an authentic relationship without really having to door knock, but using the door knocking strategy, because that's what's important. It's this door knocking one-to-one -one neighborhood focused strategy that Glenn's alluding to. And so how can we possibly give you that tool to, you know, to make it seem like you are, you know, trying to establish that one-to-one -one thing. And so one and of the make things, it scalable right, and make it scalable. Right. 
one of the things that I, I love, love, love that I met an auto mechanic a while ago and it's been years, right? So it's just, I got a guy, I got a guy, you know? And it's like, it's, you think about that and it's very powerful because we all know the way that world works, right? And so I've always liked the, uh, the idea behind, I'm just Andy, I have a tool, Frenchini, you're gonna experience it. That's what I'm known for. That's what I'm good for. You want direct mail, you want some marketing, you call Zap or you call Glenn, but that's our tool set. That's what we're good at. So with the agents, what right. we try to do is wrap it into a thing. It's like, you're just the agent. You know, you may be this fantastic agent, but at the end of the day, you're in their house, you're meeting them, you're talking to them. Um, you might be in their bathroom. You're going to be walking through with your shoes on. You're in their kitchen. You see their, you know, you see this, you know, the inner workings of their home. So you are, so what we try to do is we try to make it so that this agent is just a nice agent that does a thing. She's good at it. This is her credentials. We're telling you that sequentially month after month. So you can start to build that relationship. And then, so eventually right. that person will say, I've got a person, Amy, she's my agent. Her last name, I don't remember, but her first name, Amy, the agent, right? And that's the way I like right. to think of it. So, you know what I mean? So I've got Doug, the auto guy. I've got Zach, the marketing guy. Andy's the print guy. Right. So be, you know, Agent Amy, because I think at the end of the day, that's what right. resonates with people. And, and just, you know, capitalizing on that statement, that's a true story. So Agent Amy, and she does so, so well because of the referrals that she gets through her authentic Amy relationships. She's not super Amy. In fact, sidebar, she's like, Andy, can you imagine this? I've sold 42 homes this year. I've made so much money. That's her. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> right. that's that from my perspective, the more you can be, you know, humbled, um, approachable, knowledgeable, right. and authentic, the more likely you're going to have that person that's going to refer to for you as, oh, that's my agent. You got to call them. Because that at the end of the day, is why Agent Amy is making so much business right now because and, everyone and, else and Andy, just, yeah, and Andy, a lot of agents get this after 20 years in the business because they get it through word of mouth and they've built it in the community right. because they're going to Rotary Club because they're going and helping out at this charity because they're doing this they're doing that they're they're meeting you know for these luncheons and okay so it takes them 20 years to do that but how do you do that systematically quickly? you know, within right. three, six, nine, 12 months, um, how do you build that sort of a relationship and get that sort of, um, that sort of feeling from people? Um, and do you have to send out a thousand pieces of mail in order to get that feeling from people? Or can you, you know, drive by a house, know that that house is one that you want to sell to somebody. Um, and, and then from there, how can you get that feeling with the people who own that house? just the people who own that house, not necessarily the 300 people in that neighborhood. Um, or maybe you want to do it with that many people, but the, the, that's the being able to, to target and being able to build that relationship with the people you need to, when you need to do it, rather than 20 years down the road when you've established all this credibility and they know that you're just a great guy. You know, Amy may be great and it right. may have taken her 20 years to get there, but how can the general agent who, um, you know, has three kids and is spending a lot of her time, you know, working with her family, not just working um, with, with uh, the business um, and can't go to 16 meetings, you know, in the next three days, 
how is that general agent going to be able to develop those relationships? Um, that's where Print Genie comes in. So um, I'll, I'll capitalize on that one. It's almost like a lead in what you're saying there. So how do you take and condense those 20 years into um, a one-to-one -one relationship that builds authentic relationships to a local community that you're farming? So, you know, the, the term farming makes sense because you want to farm an area and you want to be the person in that area that they remember every time, you know, they, anything having to do with real estate, I want to buy it, I want to sell it. You want to be the person that they think of. You want to be top of mind. That's where men the fence comes from, right? You're leaning over the fence, you're men the fence. Right. Hey, Bob, you got an agent? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's mending the fence. But here's where it falls short. That farming, that farming makes sense. But the strategies behind the farming with authentic relationships fall short. And then also the ability to farm in a one-to-one -one relationship that also becomes that falls short. And then consistently farming to that area so that you do it is what falls short. And so I have a, um, we, we've done a newsletter program for two decades and we've learned that like for every month you don't communicate with your, you know, at least your customer base, you're going to lose 10% of them, right? So it's far less expensive to, you know, to continue to communicate to those people that are already, you're already working with than try to acquire new leads, right? So, um, so let's take, let's take this, the theory of, 20 years condensing it down to owning an area, beating out your, your competitors by farming an area consistently, cost-effectively, month over month without really breaking the bank and without going nuts trying to figure out how to keep track of all this stuff, right? So what we did was we learned all those things we've been talking about this last you know half hour about authentic relationships having that call to action. I have buyers, they have cash, they're ready right now. Is this your house? My name right. is, right? So we did was we we're like, okay, so in Glenn's theory of door knocking, certainly you can do that, but certainly with three right. kids, you don't have time. Zach, four in the house. So then you start to go, <laughs> right. yeah. So you start thinking about, okay, I want to hit this house because this house is suitable for buyers that have, you know, kind of the, I want this type of house and it's got this, whatever. So whatever those things are, you know, that house is good for your buyer. And then you can start to right. think about, well, that house right next door, geez, if I just walk over there and knock, they're, they're probably good for my buyer too, because the house is right next door. And then, well, that house is pretty good right there because it's in close proximity to this one. And then if you use the theory of, I mean, would you have to have common sense that this guy probably have, has very similar life circumstances as this guy to some degree. He probably has probably close to the same, you know, home values, uh, maybe, maybe the same income at some level. Um, this guy over here might have the same challenges as that guy, whatever it is, the home, the, the homes in this right. community are 25 years old. So this guy's seeing a roof being fixed, this guy's probably going to get his you know what I mean? So it's like they have the life, life circumstances are very similar in this area. So then you start to extrapolate right. on the power of what we're calling now nearest neighbor. So this nearest neighbor approach is these people that have the same life, life circumstances, home values, incomes, and, and or challenges. So how can I communicate in a one-to-one -one with each one of these people to have the same type of characteristics um, simultaneously right. all at once and own this neighborhood? Not own... 500 houses, but own the five or six in this super hyper-focused little community right here, right? So right. that's what we created, this nearest neighbor. So all that we just spoke about is it's easy as targeting that one house. And by the way, from your phone, you can target that one house 
and then send the same sequential drip marketing to each one of these houses that you've just decided you want to send to. So you find your epicenter, you hone in on that spot, and you say, I'm going to hit because I know this neighborhood. I would love this, anything in this general vicinity. You don't have to go looking at a map or buying data, or you don't have to do anything like that. You literally can go, I know this house is similar to these houses. I want to hit the 20 nearest. Well, especially, I mean, yeah, especially as a real estate agent, you know the area, right? So when you're when you're driving in and you see it's like, hey, I know, I know my buyer, I know what kind of home they're looking for. I can I can either literally drive into that neighborhood or I can pull it up on the map, right? Like I could I, I know I know the home that's a good fit and I know the neighborhood, and then you could build it out from there. You could select kind of that radius around there, knowing, hey, any home in this area is going to be a good fit for my buyer, right? Or at least the chances are very good. So continue. So you're right. So how do you increase, you're, you're in Vegas and you want to increase your odds of winning, right? So you know that you're going to hone in on the specific spot that you know and you're probably familiar with. And you know the general right. you know, areas, that are same like-minded types of people. And now I'm going to communicate to them. So right. you've already increased your odds by being in the exact spot you want to market to. Okay, that's a game changer, right? right. And then, but not a new one. So, but then you increase your odds once again by hitting them multiple times sequentially over time. And now you're increasing your odds even more by hitting them with different you know, different looks and feels of a message and then being authentic. So you're just, you're, you're, you're quantifying that, that exponential growth by communicating these people, you know, and then during, just during that experience of just doing that, which takes all but one minute, you're building authority and confidence, you know, and authentic relationships in that community. So that farming right. and owning that neighborhood you become the champion of that neighborhood, right? So Agent Amy, who's doing an area, she owns that neighborhood, right? There's no way around it. You can't come in and use other than a tool like this and try to communicate to that community without breaking the bank, hit them consistently over and over again. Amy pushes one button and then instantly everybody's notified on a consistent basis, right? So she wants to farm another area, she stands in the middle of it, you know, and now she's building trust in that neighborhood too. And well, because and and even even more even more so than that. So specifically, right now, so there, there's when when agents tend to think of the strategy of farming, it's it, it's very much a uh, a long term strategy, right? Like if you're gonna farm an area, we're talking three, six, twelve months, right? You gotta you gotta be ready at least to do that. If not if not years, now you, you'll get results before you've been doing it for years. But really, farming is like a a, a good long term play that you should do regardless. So specifically, right now in the market, this I have buyer strategy. Uh, allows you to really niche in uh, and you know I have buyers nearest neighbor you can you can go in and you can say uh, you know hey uh, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer what's what is it the exact kind of home that you're looking for okay great I know exactly where we find those homes okay and then and then you go you go you you, you might literally physically go to the area make sure that it looks like you like you want it to look uh, or just pull it up on the map and you and you find that exact right home for them you say I know that homes in this area are going to be the right kind of home. And so you can you can select exactly the area that you're going to hit with this strategy just based off of asking your buyer, where do you want to be? And you select the area that you're going to market to just by understanding your buyer incredibly well, which you're going to do anyway, right? And so we're going to leverage the fact that we know their interests, we know their homes in order to find the perfect homes that we can market to for that buyer. Uh, and, and we're not just going to send out one piece, right? We're going to have to send out multiple pieces because if we if we just send out one, People have short attention spans, right? Like they see the one piece, they forget you. Yo, so we, we got to send out, a, you know, we sent out a second one so that a, a portion of those people 
that maybe missed the first one, they see the second one. Or maybe, you know, here, here's the other thing that goes into why multi-touch is so important. Uh, timing makes a difference, right? Like, uh, you know, I just heard a story about a, a gentleman who was doing uh, marketing to an area and uh, uh, they, they, this was an investor, actually. They got, they got the person on the phone and they, they said, you know, hey, uh, I, I, you know, actually your offer is too low. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to go try and get more money for it, right? Like, you know, they're, they're doing a, a, a pretty steep a discount strategy when they're, when, they're, when they're working as an investor. And then uh, what ends up happening is, is that the, uh, the guy actually forgets to follow up. He's supposed to follow up with her in like about three months or so. And he forgets. He's, he, he, doesn't, he, he doesn't make the call. He, uh, he ends up uh, calling it about four months instead of three. Picks up the phone and talks to the lady. And the lady says, I was literally just drafting an email to you, right? I was literally just drafting an email to you. I'm so glad you called. Uh, you know, they, they had, it, this was in the St. Louis market. They had just gotten a bunch of snow. And so that was the event that, that the time needed to happen. The, the snow was the straw that broke the camel's back, right? And that was the thing that made her finally ready to do it because she'd, she had been wanting to move to Florida, right? She'd been wanting to get to, uh, get to, to the nicer weather. And so that snowstorm and like a leaky roof was the thing that now the timing was right. And, and so if you just yeah, send and one in St. Louis, in St. Louis, right. a lot of times it's ice, not snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And so if you just send one piece, what's happening is that you know, your marketing message has to be dialed in. But the other thing that always comes into play with whether or not somebody is ready to sell is timing, right? Just wh are, where are they in, the, in life? Where are they in, in their mindset? How motivated are they right now? And there's nothing that you could really do to change that. It's just, it's just time plays out with that, right? So you send out multiple pieces in order to make sure that you're hitting them at different times in their life where they may notice or they may be more motivated. And so that's why we have to do that multi-touch. And so we're talking at least minimum three pieces. And so you touched on this part, the, this next portion, uh, a little bit, but I don't think we dove into the specifics. So one of the other things that we want to be implementing with this, with this strategy uh, is not just multi-touch, but multi-format, right? So when we're, when we're sending them pieces, we're going to vary the look and feel of each and every piece. Can you speak to why we do that? Why, why not just send the same piece over and over and over again? Sure. Well, um, back to your point, to, to capitalize on what you said about that catalyst was the roof, right? And so, you know, right. just use your, use your instinct in all that you do. But these investors look for tall grass. They look for, you know, disgruntled right. houses. They try to find those right. things that are upside down because they're already looking for them. And they know that's, you know, that's they're, they snip that out and that's what they're looking for. So the other one is right. in this, in this, you know, in this trying to farm an area, um, it's timing. It is time and circumstances change all things. And right. I mean, just case in point, um, my son graduated last year and he's like, Hey dad, let's do some illness, buy a house. And our air in the, he was up at USC and he's like, so I, I, I did do a, a blast of, I think we did 12,000 postcards because geez, dad's the direct mail right. guy. Why not? Right. So we did it for him and a buddy right. and we had a dismal response. No lie. I mean, it was less than a percent. And I mean, it, you know, a little mud on the face because <laughs> did I not send the right one? Well, lots of times that one thing may work and it may not, but the fact is we didn't really get much. I think we got 12 calls out of 12,000, right? So do the math on that, right. not good. Well, listen, I'm not, I'm, I am not, I, I know what I, I know what I know. So we did send it to the exact same audience again. 
That means those same right. people, some of them may have seen it again or remembered, but of the ones that saw it again, one guy called back because in that time period between the time he got the first one and the second one, his mom had passed. And now because of time and circumstances, he needed to get rid of his house. So that was the, you know, that's just that catalyst, like you just mentioned in Salt Lake, right. you know, in St. Louis, St. Louis, that's the catalyst. So how do you increase your odds? You have to do it, you know, over time consistently because something's going to happen in between that stuff that's going to make that difference, right? Exactly. So that's what you're talking about. But, you know, capitalizing on, yeah, I mean, we try to build an authentic looking piece. We try to make it look like it's going right. to get open. I'm not, you're not maybe sure showing this, but our envelopes are with a real stamp and it comes with a handwritten font and it looks like it was, you know, written by hand and there's, you know, smudges and it looks real. So it looks <laughs> like your aunt Sue right. sent it, right? So you're more likely to open it up and read it, right? And so we try to do right. with our, our direct mail pieces, we try to make it look like um, knowing that you're busy, but we try to make it look authentic and we have some handwriting part to it. We also tell that have that call to action, but we know that you're driving your car down the freeway and we know we're just a billboard that you're, you know, you're looking at that fast. So we try to at least right. make it so that there's something there that's going to grab their attention. Now, like you said, with the text and the email and things like that, now you start to bridge the gap between they're too busy looking at the mail, but they got a text message, right? or because right. we can find their phone number or they didn't have their phone with them. They didn't like their, they didn't look at the mail, but then later at night when they're checking their email, they got an email. So what our and, and now, and now, well, what I was going to say, and now you're actually touching into something that I would, that I would call something even slightly different than what I was going for, uh, but it is still important. You're exactly right. What you're talking about right now is what I would call a multimedia follow-up. Okay. Right. So, so we hit them in direct mail, but yeah, if we really want to maximize our chances, we not only want to hit them in direct mail, we also want to hit them on phone. We want to hit them via email. Shoot. If we could have a billboard up that they see, if we, they see a Facebook ad, like really as many different forms as we can, the better. Now coordinating all of those things can be, can be difficult, but luckily with a, you know, with, with a service like print genie, you could, you could coordinate a lot of those things together uh, print and, and phone and email, uh, you know, very successfully all, all from, from one spot. So that, that's definitely a powerful strategy, but I mean, just real quick, diving back into what I was, uh, what I was asked about. So when I say multi-format, I'm more so meaning, uh, the idea of, you know, not every piece itself is necessarily going to look exactly the same, right? Like we're, we're going to potentially have, we're going to send out a postcard. We might send out a, an, an enveloped letter, uh, right? We might send out various sizes of postcards. Can you speak to, you know, why it might be, why it might be beneficial just to literally vary the, the look and feel of the, of the piece itself that we send out. So we're, we're going to send out multiple pieces, you know, maybe we vary the look and feel instead of just sending the same piece, right? Right. And so, um, I use like um, I use my instinct on everything, right? Because it's right. the only thing I can I can count on. Everything else is um, right. I can't control. So um, right. what we do is we we increase the odds of acceptance. We increase the odds of re your re the receptor um, neurons firing in another human by just clearly knowing that we're all uniquely different. 
we may live in the same general area and then therefore maybe have the same life circumstances like we talked about before. But generally speaking, even within that community, like I was referencing to my neighbor next to me, he's he's more he's just more conservative than me. I'm more right. Whatever I am, I am right. I can't help it. But the fact is this, I'm going to be more receptive to something that's a little bit more authentic. Because I sniff out spam so fast. And maybe it's my 20-ish right. years in this space. But the fact is, when I see something <laughs> that's not, and this is the thing, it, like, never mind politics, politics aside, but imagine right. if, if someone local or a local authority were to send out authentic notes that were from the heart and heartfelt to his constituents, wouldn't it be more, you know, wouldn't you be more respe- um, responsive to those messages versus just, this right. is what I believe in, and it's just black and white. And then you start to look at any business, anybody in marketing, any well, anybody, any small business, whether it's an agent, a roofer, a cleaner. You know, if you can communicate to someone that's going to be receptive to the information you're sending it, it might be handwritten, it might be graphic, it might be in a letter, it might be in a small envelope, it might be in a, a, a large format postcard, it might be one of our mini postcards. But the fact is, right. who knows who those people are, even though they might have the same life circumstances, individually, we're all uniquely different. So we do mix it up. And um, also there's you know, the essence behind um, someone doesn't like an envelope because ah, I didn't want to open it, right? But then there's a postcard and it clearly right. states what you want, right? But then the combination also, Andy, of things are going to hit. Yes. To go even beyond that, um, people's mail mailboxes experiences are different as well. You know, oh. some people get right. tons of junk mail. Other people um, don't get that because they specifically inhibit that. Um, and so instead, they just get a few mail pieces where, you know, a nice postcard or a nice letter may um, be more meaningful to them because they're not sitting there looking at a stack. Um, you just never know, you know. We've gone through in my household. We've gone through um, um, different chapters in our in our mail experience, where um, we've gone from right. um, uh, advertising mail. I say junk mail, but I'm in the business. I shouldn't say that. Advertising <laughs> mail to to the point where it's it's stuffed in our mailbox and it's hard to even get the mail out because there's so much of it in there. It, we've gone to a right. point where there were only three bills in in the in the mailbox and we weren't getting any advertising mail at all. And I almost felt sad. Uh-huh. I wanted to see more. Yeah. And I was telling my wife, whenever right. we get something, hang on to it. Cause I want to keep it. And I'm in the industry <laughs> and I want it. And, and, and so right. you never know what people's experiences are. So that's why you want to have different formats because you don't know who right. they are, what their likes are, what the, I mean, you've got type A personalities versus people who are more touchy feely and they have, you know, they like the color blue and the color orange Guilty. Um, and, right. and, and people who aren't like that. And then you've got people in the middle and then you've got people who vacillate between one extreme to another, just because that's how they are. You know, they, they move based on what their need is. Um, and then you've right. got their, their mailboxes that, you know, add a whole different touch to it, you know, based on what type of mail they're getting or their text experiences that add a different touch to the type of person they are or their email experiences. I went through a period where I wasn't getting junk email either. I was just getting business email and that was really it. So it really depends on the situation. The main thing is, is you want to cover as much as you can so that when that need is there, you're able to communicate with them in a way that they're able to listen so that you can get your message across and then 
you can start building on that relationship. And and I think I think one of the one of the key things, one of the hard things about this is that you know if you really like if you sat down and you theorized for a bit, there might be times where like you could guess at some of this, right? Like as a for instance, just before the election. I bet just about everybody was getting a bunch of those big postcards that that are glossy both sides. They, they, they all look the same. You're just getting a ton of them. And so if you want to stand out in that mailbox, you're probably not going to stand out by being a big glossy postcard, right? You're going to stand out by yeah. being either either a, a small, looks like it's a handwritten postcard or maybe a letter that looks handwritten. Like that's how you stand out in that time frame. And, and I think everything that you just described, it sort, of, it sort of plays that out, but near infinitely into what's going on in the world at any given point, right? So that was an experience that we all had at the same time. But just like you mentioned, people go through those different phases at different points in their life where sometimes they're just getting a bunch of those big glossy postcards and other times they're not. Sometimes they're only getting uh, you know, the, 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 the envelopes with the window on them and you know it's a bill or you know it's somebody who's right. tried to get money from you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, so by varying literally what the piece itself looks like, that makes a massive difference. And, and so the, the yeah. problem that people tend to run into is that could be a lot of work to think through. Yeah. Like, how, exactly. how do I That's do all these different pieces? Say, That's what I was right. going to say is, is I can't tell you how many times I've sat across the desk from an agent or a team and they've said, well, what do we do now? What do we do now? Right. Help us with our marketing plan, Glenn. Um, hundreds and hundreds of times I've sat across the table and heard that. And the problem is, is that the general agent, they're, they're bouncing off so many walls and they're doing so many things. Their job is to be doing 15 million things in a week. I mean, they've got right. so many things to do. They don't have the time to sit down and figure out what that next thing, that next authentic piece, the next one they're going to do is going to, they don't have the time for that. They may have the expertise. Chances are they don't. Um, but even if they do, the more expertise they have, probably the less time they have. Um, so the, right. the beauty of Print Genie is that we've reduced that. You reduce the barrier of entry. Well, we've reduced the barrier of marketing. We've reduced it down to pressing a button. Literally, all they have to do is say, okay, this person, press this. Done. Right. And they don't have to worry about it. And then everything, all that authenticity, those choices of pieces, all of that happens automatically so that they don't have to they don't have to mess with it that's the beauty of it and right. not only automatically but if it's one person again automatically less than the cost of a cup of coffee you know if it's right. 10 people automatically less than the cost of oh one of those starbucks travelers um so <laughs> less than the cost of 10 exactly. cups of coffee um and that's the beauty <laughs> of this is that we're we're breaking it down to individual we're breaking it down to um, marketing that needs to happen, talking right. authentically, um, varying the pieces, multi-touch um, and um, multi multi-medium, all of that. And even still, it's with the press of one button. I'm, I'm exaggerating. It probably takes like two or three presses. Um, but the point is, is that it's easy. And then Andy will get into how this works, but it can be it can be done by raising your phone and looking at the house and then pressing the button, or it can be done sitting at your desktop, typing in the address of the house, you know, searching that right. information, getting the information and then pressing the button done. So the agent doesn't have to spend hours and hours and hours 
or call someone like me to sit across the desk from them. All they have to do is raise right. their phone, press the button, done. Yeah. So, and, and real quick, let me, let me, let me summarize, let me summarize the strategy. And then what, what I want, what I want you to walk people through is how everything that I'm about to describe is going to happen as simply as Glenn just described, right? So that, that everything that we want to happen is going to be one click simple. Like Glenn said, maybe it's two clicks, but we're, we're talking really simple, right? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and just so you guys can understand that that you know Print Genie makes this process easy, but you, regardless of whether you decide to uh, to partner with Print Genie and 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 make it easy for yourself, uh, you know let, let's lay out the the strategy so that so people can understand it and walk away with uh, how they can improve their marketing using these strategies or using this concept. So uh, the first thing that we covered we covered the offer, right? So we want to make sure that we're that we're approaching the market. We're using direct mail with a solid offer. In this case, we're coming with I have a buyer or I have buyers, right? So we're coming to the market. We're saying we have the thing that you seller wants. And so when they respond to this offer, when they give you a call and they say, yes, okay, you have a buyer. I want to sell. Uh, then the kinds of calls that you're getting in, they're coming in warm. They're coming in hot. Uh, they're, they're, they're ready to, to sell. They're interested in selling. They're, they're very motivated. Um, so we start with a solid offer. And then from there, we want to make sure that we're approaching people with authentic and individualized uh, copy and and creative, right? So we're talking, uh, you know, individualizing their name, individualizing the address, not just on the address field, but possibly in the uh, in the letter itself, right? In the description of of how we're describing this person that we're reaching out to, literally as much as possible. Uh, you know, you'll talk about this in a second, but uh, potentially even getting a picture of their property into the piece, right? So a, a, an actual photo of their home. That, that we're showing them as a thing that they can connect back to and say, oh, okay, they are talking to me. This isn't just a mistake. This isn't like a, a, a blanket statement. They're talking to me, okay? So we want authentic. We want individualized. We have that good offer. We want to make sure that we're doing this in a cost-effective way, right? Because sure, uh, cost-effective both in terms of time and in terms of money. It's like, yeah, hey, like you could, you could uh, spend a bunch of time. You could uh, go and get some really nice stationery, print it out on expensive stuff, take the time, put stamps in every one of them, hand address it. Like you could make that happen doing that manually. That's not going to be cost effective or time effective, right? So we want to make sure that we're being cost effective and time effective to make the strategy work. Next, we're going to be using a multi-touch approach. We can't just send one piece, right? We have to send multiple pieces to really get the massive benefit from this. So we want this to go out sequentially. We want to hit them multiple times. And in those pieces, we want to hit them in a different way. We want to move from envelope to postcard to maybe back to envelope. And, and, and we're going we're gonna to vary our strategy to make sure we're hitting different kinds of people. And then finally, we're going to make sure that we have a, a good selection of who we're even sending this to. We're going we're gonna to find that property that is a perfect fit for our buyer. And we're going to look at homes around there because that's the simplest way to likely hit homes that are just like the home that they want to buy. Right. And so we'll, we'll, we'll select the, the nearby people. We could go as low as, you know, one property. We can go to five, we'd go to 10. We could even go up really big if we want to. We can go to the nearest 300, right? If we want to. So uh, we, we can, we could scale that up or down, but that's, that's the basic idea of the strategy. And so normally if, if, if you have any experience with, uh, with direct mail, you know, listeners, uh, you probably know that everything that I just described is technically doable in, in, in wherever maybe you're working with already, right? Like it's doable, but you're either going to have to remember to send that mail piece again yourself, right? You're going to have to go back and reorder. You're going to have to, you're going to go and, and have to remember at the right time to go and send it. You're, 
you're going to have to do a lot of manual work to individualize it, right? Or, or you're not going to be able to individualize it because it's just not possible with who you're working with, right? Uh, or you could get all this done, but it takes a whole lot of clicks. You have to, you have to, you know, consult one company for your list. You have to, uh, you know, go and, and, and work with a different printer. You've got to get something designed uh, and, and think through that on your own, pay the designer. There's a lot of complexity that can come into this in order to implement everything that we just talked about. And what's so cool about Print Genie is that they take all of that complexity and they boil it down into one simple process for you to be able to do. So Andy, if you would walk, walk everybody through, say they want to implement everything that we just described, walk through kind of, uh, you know, and, and we're going to have to use words for this, but walk through what that process looks like, okay? Uh, in terms of, of how they actually get this done with Print Genie so that they understand how simple it is and then what happens. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. So if I'm going to paint a picture for you, right? So if you're listening yep. and I could paint the picture, I would say that the campaigns are already pre-created. So you don't have to think about what to say. Right. You don't have to think about how often they should go out. You don't have to think about what they should look like. All the mail merge variables, such as your profile, your phone number, your email, website, disclaimer, contact one and two, your photo, your logo, and your broker logo is automatically going to show up. The recipient's right. information is automatically going to show up. So when you talk about that personalization element, it's going to have dear first name. It's going to have um, the property that you're interested in. It's going to have the mailing address, right. which could sometimes be different than the property you're interested in because it might be a right. rental. So in our product, we'll go out and find the address that you're standing in front of. But if that address that you're in front of and you're looking at is owned by a person that lives in another state or city or whatever, we're going to know that and we're going to address it to that corresponding mail address. Okay. So with all that understood, right, all of that already done, here's how easy it is, right? So you open up your phone and we know where you're standing because of GPS and it'll show you the house that you're standing in front of. And all you do is a validate by saying, yep, that's the house I'm in front of. So that's, that's button number one. Second right. button is, what do you want to do? Real, real quick. Yes. Real quick. If they, happen, if they happen to be doing this from their office, right? So say somebody's sitting in their office and they, they've done the research, right? Like they've, they've looked in the MLS. They know exactly the neighborhood that they want to hit. Uh, so say they're sitting in, in their house and they're not at, actually out at the, at the property. They can sure. still do the same basic process. They're just going to search on the map maybe, right? Is that correct? Yeah. And so we, what we've done, the, the first layer of this thing is a Google map. So you can see a hybrid right. view or a satellite view. You can see the property. You can zoom in and see the pool. So you can see everything from the right. phone. The GPS knows where you're at, but if you want to just type it in, it'll find any place in the US. It goes out and right. then says, so the first thing you're doing is validating the address, whether you type it in or it knows that you're there. And as soon as you validate the address, yep, that's it. Then we go ping it against our data center. We have two data centers that we work with. We're not a data center, but we work with two different data companies. And there's 180 right. million residents at, you know, residences that are associated with this and we'll confirm the owner. And then we're going to come back and we're going to show you the property address, the owner's address, and then details about the property, the property size, the value, the loan, the taxes, um, everything you want to know about that property is instantly at your fingertips. So now you know that one property that you're right there, you know, when they bought the house, the loan about maybe even the equity. Now, okay, so we're giving you that information and you haven't clicked the button yet. Now that you have that information at hand, you choose what do you want to do? Well, in this scenario where you have buyers, you would say, well, I can send 
I can take a picture of this house or I can use Google to show me the picture of this house and I can send that person a picture of his house. Then it'll show up and says, right. I have buyers for your house. And the recipient of that postcard looks at it, sees a picture of his house. It says, my name is Mary. Um, hi, Bob. My name is Mary. I'd like, you know, I have buyers for your house. It's a picture of the house. I mean, it's like, you can't get more personal than that. That is an option, but let's just hone in on the multi-touch multi-sequence type of thing, because that I think is going to be most effective. So we still haven't right. clicked the button yet. So your first button is to say, perhaps, I want to mail this to the what? And it gives you a list, five to 300 um, is your choices. You can say maybe 40. So when you've clicked one button that says, I want to send it to the 40 nearest neighbors. That's it. So that's button number one, send to 40 nearest neighbors. Button number two, as soon as you click that button, we go out and find those 40 nearest neighbors based on a radius pull from that one address. And we validate the address. And once again, we validate the mailer, the mailing address of that property. Okay. So button number one, I want to send it to 40. We did all that stuff in the background. We then show you those 40 houses with a little pin on each and every one of those houses with an orange one in the middle for Princini, and then all the circum circumference ones around it. We go right out in a radius. And then what we do is right. we say, what do you want to do with those 40 addresses that we just collected for you? That's where you would click that second button that says, I want to send my I have buyers campaign. At that point, you've hit two buttons. And once you agree, that's the one you hit the third one, which says launch. And now our system goes to work and we gather all that information and we put it you know, into our system. We throw those lists back up and, you know, onto your desktop so you can retrieve them later. And then we start our process. Right. So our mailing process is this, it goes into production um, and is printed and handed off to the post office within three days. Then the post office is going to do their delivery process from two to five days. It's all first class mail, right? So everything goes out first class. So your recipients, by the time you go, are going to get it, I don't know, plus or minus a you know, weekend or when you send it, but somewhere around seven to 10 days, they're going to get that first right. piece. Okay. So then we set it up. So our next touch is going to go out in about three weeks. So maybe in about that 25th day or something, that person maybe who have forgotten about that first thing you sent is going to get the second one. But that's the sequence well, and of what we do. And just, just to make sure everybody, just to make sure everybody's clear on this, at this point, everything else that's happening, after you hit that button to send that campaign, you're doing nothing, right? Like the, the agent, they're doing nothing. They hit the button, they're done, right? Everything else is happening automatically on autopilot without me having to think through it anymore whatsoever. And, and further, I'm not even getting charged anymore, correct? Right? Like I'm, I'm paying, I'm paying for the campaign. I understand the campaign that I'm paying for, and I'm paying for that as soon as I hit that button. Is that correct? That's correct. Exactly that. Yeah. So you're done. It's there's nothing else, nothing more than that. So that's some total of whatever that campaign is. So if it's 10 people and it's roughly 225, so you're looking at, you know, 22 bucks, right? So you know that you right. paid for that thing, you've walked away. And so like in our world, Glenn's too with the agents, but mine in the investor world, it's like everybody's like, a lot of people are thinking there's a one hit wonder. There's some magic postcard or some magic letter and I'm going to hit them once. So <laughs> they're going to call me and I'm going to make a lot of money. Well, we all know that's right. not true, right? So what we're doing is we're saying, we generally say, how do you exhaust um, communication efforts to a recipient without breaking the bank and having common sense? Now, certainly Coca-Cola, right. they advertise you all the time. You already know who Coca-Cola is, but they still advertise to you, right? So, I mean, that's just common sense. Right. They want to land on your lap at the time you felt like you might have needed a Coke. 
I don't drink Coke, but anyway, okay, right. fact is, right? So we're not sending a campaign that lasts every week for the, for the rest of their life because no one can afford that really. Right. We know you can't do right. TV probably. You're not doing radio ads and things like that. We know email and text is really dismal response rates to be, to be honest. So we know that direct mail is about your only option to communicate to somebody in an authentic manner. Right. So what we've done is we've said, okay, hit them four times, maybe three, four times. That's a realistic touch expectation to exhaust that recipient um, at some level where you can feel confident that, well, I did a good job. I did my best financially as a small business owner to communicate with that person. I think I'm good. Now right. you can always go back and resend those people something else later recap, you know, just send them a letter. Maybe you've got this list of the 40 that you sent. Maybe in six, eight months, you're like, oh, I should send them a holiday card. Okay. So, so do that. Right. You know what I mean? So you're, you're, it's not all for lost. You're, you've done your work. If you've walked away, you've moved on to the next neighborhood and um, you're done. That's it. You've exhausted all efforts that you could possibly imagine doing as a, you know, solopreneur, right. Um, in communicating right. with a potential uh, home seller. Yeah. So, and, and part of what's, part of what's awesome about this is that, uh, you know, you, you send it out and then, and then the, the calls start coming in, right? Like, so, so you send it out and then you'll start to see the, see the responses come in and you, that's, that's what you do from there, right? You deal with the inbound, the inbound people who have essentially pre-qualified themselves in the sense of they saw your offer. Your offer was clear that, that what you're looking for is somebody who's looking to sell their home. So when they're calling, that's what they're calling about. Right, it's not it's not somebody that you're going to have to uh, track down endlessly. Essentially, you front loaded that. So the work that you're doing at this point is just having the conversation and then doing. You're still going to follow up, but it's the it's not following up just to just to talk to somebody uh, and try and hopefully get them to talk to you. It's following up because you know what's going on with them and you're just making sure to stay in in touch with their situation. Uh, and so what's cool is that. You do the work to get the campaign. The campaign goes out, does the work for you, and you just deal with the inbound process rather than uh, you know going and knocking on a bunch of doors or picking up the phone and calling a bunch of people. You're just dealing with the with the end result that comes in, and uh, and and, and you're dealing with people simple, makes it easy. Yeah, go ahead. You're dealing with people, Zach, um, where you've built the relationship rather than having to deal exactly. with building the relationship because Print Genie built the relationship for you. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and just uh, just in case people, uh, it, it, there, there's probably varying levels of experience on on here. So uh, you're when you're talking the the cost for the campaign was about two bucks. Uh, I mean, it's it's going to vary depending on the number of pieces. Uh, it's going to vary depending on uh, whether or not you're sending emails and text messages or not. It depends on the kind of campaign that you're running, right? Um, can you can you just speak to uh, just so that people understand? Uh, they probably have a little bit more of an idea of what their normal cost would be per piece. Can you talk uh, talk a little bit to that and what that what that range might look like with Print Genie? Yeah, Andy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna Andy, let me let me um, preempt this by saying this. Okay, in the agent space, I found that um, any I've I've worked for um, a direct mail printing company for 20 years um, prior to um, prior to being the introduction and a consultant for Print Genie. Um, I was working in the direct mail space for a long time. So, and, and a lot of that is uh, direct mail specifically for real estate. Um, any agent listening is gonna know that if, if they're using a direct mail company to send out postcards or send out letters, um, they're dealing with minimums. Um, they know that they have minimums that they can send. Um, 
one of the beauties of Print Genie is that there are no minimums. And I just want that to sink in for a second, what Andy's going to tell you when he goes right. over what he's going to go over right now. Um, there are no minimums with Print Genie. You can communicate with one person or five people rather than having the minimums of, of 100 or 200 or maybe even more, depending on the situation. The other thing is that if you ever do get low with minimums with most companies, like if you're sending out letters and you're on, only sending out 200, your cost is through the roof. I know because right. um, I used to hear agents complaining about this when they would say, "What well, I want to send 200 letters out and you're telling me that it's going to cost me a dollar fifty per letter to send out. Okay, that's not the case with Print Genie. With Print Genie, you can send just one, and the prices to send just one is it's going to shock you how low that is. It's going to shock you how low the pricing is to send just one. Okay, Andy. Now that I've preempted that, 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 you can go ahead. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and that and that's that's a that's a really that's a really good point because you know there there really is a lot of there's a lot of variance in terms of of how much experience people are going to have in this process, right? And so uh, we're gonna have some agents that are maybe already doing uh, thousands of doors a month in terms of direct mail already, right? And so they're starting to capitalize uh, on on you know, that bulk discount with maybe what they're already doing. But we're also going to have a number of people for sure that are, they're just starting out and maybe they're just looking to say, Hey, I've got, I've got 50 to a hundred bucks that I'm looking to do some good marketing with. Uh, and normally you're not really able to get a lot for that because of those minimums that you describe. It's like, well, Hey, you could send out 50 to, you know, 50 to a hundred bucks worth, but the, the numbers stop making sense because you're paying five times as much to send one piece than you would if you were, you know, sending five times as many pieces. Right. So yeah, yeah. Th that's a, that's a fantastic point. So uh, on, on that note, Andy, what, what does the, what does the pricing look like? Just so that people can kind of ballpark, understand uh, what they're looking at in terms of a, of a cost investment for, uh, for the bailing. Sure. Um, and, and back to, to, to uh, capitalize on what you were saying, normally in the printing space, the more you send, the cheaper it is. Right. So and then right. there's minimums because in the printing space, in our digital printing space, the time to set it up and prep and all that kind of stuff, you might as well print it and hit 5,000 as it is, you know, it takes as much effort to send 100, you know what I mean? So that's right. why you're paying a lot more for those low, lower runs. So we built this thing, we called an API. Basically, it's a way to communicate to our printers with no minimums. We take all the efforts of all the people and we commingle those individual orders into you know what we do is we put all that stuff and we you know we place it on one piece of paper and we print it basically so like you're ordering right. and he's ordering and she's ordering we take all those singles and we put it together so it becomes a gang run right so that's that's something we've developed for the last three or four years called an API so that's what it is so how so what what the advantages of that API is it brings our minimums you know or it makes it so that there's no minimums right and then because of it being an API it eliminates a lot of touches along the way by a human to do a lot of things. So now your order goes right to the press without it going in here and creating job reports and double checking because all that's done for you, right? So that's how, I mean, transparently, we can take your $1.50 letter, almost standard mail, meaning bulk mail at about a buck 40. We can take that and bring it all the way down to 76 to 83 cents. So maybe 80 cents on average. That's an 80 right. cent full first class handwritten letter 
with unique variables on the inside, with unique variables and mail merges on the outside, with a real stamp, no window, doesn't look like spam. And that's how we can get that out the mail first class for about 80 cents. And then you have a jumbo postcard, which is eight and a half, five and a half. And that's first class as well. And that's about 75 cents or something for a full first class. Um, and then you can go all the way down to a mini, which is six by four and a quarter, which is about 48 to 53 cents. So about 50 cents. So you've got 50, 75, 80 cents, right? So that's how you add those right. up cumulatively and equate to what the $2.25 I mentioned, right? So that's, that's you know, funny. Glenn's, you know, knowledge of the experience because you know that you go in and you have, you know, you want to buy 200 names because that's your minimum on bulk mail. You're going to spend, you know, 65, 70 cents on a mini first, a mini first class postcard. But now you're all the way down to 50 cents versus 65 cents on a mini postcard. And then the letters, we've knocked them in half of what you're normally paying on a retail. So, yeah, so that would be a good um, reference for you to visually. And now, naturally, I don't know what the users are going to want to do because we have so many that right. do different things. You might be a two-touch person. You might be a five-touch person. You might be an every other month person for a year. But all it is is the, right. the total sum of that many, that letter, just add them all up as many touches as you're doing. The, ma the magic here, what, what Glenn said, I think nicely was Prinjini, you know, it's like we, we pre-thought what it should say, how often you should send it and, you know, to get the best response that we believe is, is going to get you the best response. So we've already pre-built that in there, you know, but you never know. People right. might come in and use the system differently. So we pre-built it the way we think would work best, but then the system has the tools and the ability for you to do what you want to do as well, right? You can change those drop dates yeah. as well, so... Yeah. So I hope I answered that question. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that, and that's, that's perfect. So, yeah. So, I mean, if, if you are looking to implement everything that we just described, everything that, uh, that makes this process easy to be able to send out uh, a simple campaign that gets you the opportunity to generate listings, man, I, I really encourage you to check out print genie. We actually, uh, you know, uh, Andy mentioned, uh, that there's campaigns already built out. We specifically have a campaign built out that is designed to do everything that we just described. It's a it's a multi-touch, multi-format, ready to go so that all you have to do is is sign up, uh, get your information in there, find that 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 nearest neighbor home that you want to use, and then you're off to the races. And you can uh, you can send as as little as one or as much as I, I don't know. Do you guys have a limit on the, on the upper end? Probably, probably higher than anybody wants to, uh, wants to spend it any, in, 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 uh, in one go. So, um, so really this, this scales down and up with you as you need to. Uh, and because of that individualization, that's part of what actually makes this work. Uh, so if you want to get access to that campaign, if you want to get signed up uh, with Print Genie, uh, we actually set up a dedicated link for you at realestategrowthhackers.com slash go slash Print Genie. Uh, and that'll take you to the page where you can get access and, and get signed up. One thing that we didn't mention, there is actually, there is a cost to Print Genie uh, itself, as well as the printing cost itself, right? So what's, what, is the, what is the cost for Print Genie itself? So to, to get access to the tool and to be able to send out uh, your printings at these awesome rates, what, what does the tool itself cost? 49 bucks, 50 bucks. Awesome. So yeah, yeah that's exactly. Mm -hmm. Per month. Yeah, and that's, and that's, that's monthly, correct? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so for, for, for 50 bucks a month, 
uh, and that's that, that's uh, uh, that's month to month, right? That's not a that's not a, a long term commitment. So month okay. to month, as long as you uh, as long as you're seeing the results out of Print Genie and want to keep working, uh, which we think you will, we think you'll love it. Uh, you get access to the platform. You could send it those really cheap rates uh, and be able to send out that campaign. If you go to realestategrowthhackers.com/go/printgenie, you can get access to that 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 campaign right away. The I Have Buyers campaign. Be able to send that out. Make that easy. It's all built for you. Yet at the same time, if you want to customize it, you have the ability to. You can you can add pieces. You can remove them. You can change things. You can change the wording if you want to. Uh, but hey, man, I, I recommend uh, save yourself the time, the hassle. It's been thought through. It's going to work. Get it get it out there and uh, and focus on being an agent rather than uh, than being the uh, direct mail designer. Uh, but uh, but yeah, any uh, any final words, guys, uh, in terms of uh, uh, you know what you know what people should do or anything that you want to leave with. Um, yeah, don't get stuck with analysis paralysis, right? So um, everybody's distracted by the shiny metal object. And so you'll notice if you sign up, you can upload your own list and order a campaign. You can buy a list if you right. want. We have next sellers campaigns. There's You can order a single letter. Maybe you just you have an acquisitions letter you want to send out, or I just met your letter. There's so many in there. There's a hundred and some letters and postcards. We're just talking to to give you hyper focus on this nearest neighbor approach at I have buyers, right? So focus on that. Don't get analysis paralysis. Do that and rinse and repeat and just make that a part of your normal day and your normal practice right. and you will see results, right? Do exactly what, you know, Zach's saying, take, just order that campaign, find your 20 nearest neighbors in an area, find that pocket, hyper focus on them, hit it and then go to the next one and just do that then get creative. And we have live chat that will help you. We have lots of help videos that will help you, but we made this dummy proof. And so not calling you dummy. I'm just saying that if my mom can do it, then it's going to pass mustard with me. She's almost 90, right? So that's how easy it right. is. You can open up a phone, you can click a button. That's it. Yeah. So um, other than that, we're here. We're here for you. And um, and Zach, it's, you're so smart. And I I don't know um, who you work with and who's listening to you, but Glenn and I have done this stuff for 20 some years and you're spot on. So I'm honored to spend the time with you because I have learned a Likewise, lot. Likewise, same here. Yeah, this has been really uh, awesome. eye-opening for yeah, me. Yeah, this has been great, Zach. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And I, I appreciate the kind words. Uh, you guys have been great as well. I, you know, it's, it's such a, it's such a cool experience to be able to, uh, to come together. I feel like, uh, uh, a lot of people miss out uh, the, you know, the, the industry ends up being a, a bit of an echo chamber sometimes. Right. And, and what's cool is sometimes you don't even realize uh, when you go a little bit outside the zone of maybe what you're used to, you know, Andy, I know you focus largely with investors. Uh, I think the average real estate agent has a lot to gain by looking at what's going on in, in related fields or even unrelated at times, right? Look at look in the rest of the world of, of marketing and business or maybe even outside of it. And that's sometimes where you get some of your biggest aha moments uh, of campaigns and concepts and things that you can run that uh, that really uh, you know forge a new path and 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 let you have a you know powerful strategy. So um, you know I'm really excited the value you guys were able to bring in terms of what's working with direct mail, how we can apply that right now uh, in today's market to find motivated sellers uh, with our I Have Buyer campaign. Again, uh, it, you know you don't have to. Uh, to, to be able to run these ideas that we just implemented. But if you want to make it easy, I highly encourage you uh, to check out Print Genie. Uh, you can either go directly to their website if you want to, or if you want to get access to that campaign, the I Have Buyers campaign that we built for you, you can go to realestategrowthhackers.com slash go slash Print Genie. 
uh, get access to that. You sign up for 50 bucks a month. You pick your homes. You're off to the races. You got that campaign going out on, on your behalf. So, uh, you know, I encourage everybody to check that out. But otherwise, thanks for, uh, for listening in. Uh, thanks for coming on, Andy and Glenn. I'm really excited to have had you. Uh, and otherwise, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Estate Growth Hacker Show. Remember, done is better than perfect. To turn the marketing ideas and tactics you just learned into real growth for your real estate business, visit us at realestategrowthhackers.com. If you like this episode, consider sharing it with another real estate professional who could benefit from the information. Or maybe you'd like to subscribe to the show to never miss an episode. And you can leave a rating or review on iTunes with your biggest takeaway, helping this show to reach and help more people just like you. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.